What's up, family? Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg is the name of me. Joined in studio by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, I got a question for you. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's just nice to have you here. It's a pleasure as always. When I took that little sip of bourbon during my intro music there, just noticed I have a canker sore on my tongue. Started burning. No kidding. Doesn't feel good. I I get a canker sore probably once every six weeks. So it's not super often, but it's also somewhat regular, you know? Yeah. Do you ever get them? Sometimes. Canker sores for me can happen if I bite my tongue or a cheek or get poked okay. somewhere. Yep. Or it can just happen out of nowhere. Or it can be related to like diet. Like if I'm having too much like acidic stuff. Sure. Maybe too much citrus or too much, yeah. you know. Monica gets them if she eats pineapple. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a high, I think that's a high acidity food. Yeah. Look up the acidity of pineapple. I'm curious. I'm going to venture a guess that it's it's got a pH of 5.5. Uh, three and four, three, to three four. and four. Okay. So it's pretty, pretty acidic. And that, that supports our hypothesis. I would, I was about to say confirm, but you don't say that in the science world. It doesn't confirm or prove it supports the hypothesis. Hmm. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Now I do. Yeah. And then several hypotheses supported over time, or if the same hypothesis is supported over time by repeated experiment, then at that point it becomes a theory. It's hard to be a theory, though. It's not a theory isn't a guess. You know, it's not just like I. We talk about it casually in life. I have a theory that this is the reason that this does this. But in the science world, a theory is really they take it seriously. They take it seriously. They take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredibly stupid, and so that's great. Um, but I enjoyed it, and so did Jordan. And I was about to say that's all that matters, but no, it matters if you, the listener, what matters. That's our chief concern is what matters to you. So. Without further ado, oh, actually, I did want to make a comment. I don't know if you noticed this, Jordan. The studio was looking nice when you walked in here, but yeah. two hours before you got here today, the I, I came back inside from, I was in the drum shed playing around, and when I came back inside, I realized I left the Roomba running about the house like while I was out. I came in here. And dude, like the mic stands were all like tipped over. The lighting rig was on the <laughs> ground. My headphone cable was literally wrapped in the, like the rotor or in like the spool. No kidding. Yeah. I was cheesed off, man. And I, the reason I came, like I knew about that was I was out there and I got a notification on my phone. Roomba is stuck. I'm like, great. So I didn't, you know, I, sometimes it gets stuck on like a, like an air vent or something. Yeah. Harmless. Yeah. Not expensive audio gear. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I came in here just and I saw that and it looked like it looked like the scene. Like it looked like a scene from like the movie twenty twelve, which is like this apocalyptic movie known for its like special effects and like <laughs> how they made destruction. Like they made a, a tremendous amount of destruction appear, you know, in the, the movie. That's what it, this room felt like. Was it about like out of I've never seen it. So was it about like uh, uh, what it people was, expected 2012 to be. Yeah, so like it, it had to do, I believe, with the Mayan calendar and how the the Mayans 
In fact, if you want to IMDb and just look up the synopsis, but I believe the Mayans predicted that the world was going to end in the year 2012. Yeah. Almost said 2020, which would be, we be that surprised? No. And do I continue to stammer? Yes. And so I'm going to try to address that going forward. But yeah, did I stumble on a couple words there? I sure did. And I noticed that. Yeah. What's that saying? I haven't found anything yet. Movie 2012 synopsis. Yeah, we're going to find it. Cool. But I, I will say the Roomba has changed my life, though. It was, it's, it's been a great thing. In fact, I'll run it once or twice a week. And you don't even realize how much dust is laying around a house until you start a vacuum. Just like, yeah, I guess, you know, let it run its course and just see what it picks up. Maybe it'll pick up some dirt and stuff. After like 20 minutes, it's like empty the bin. And I empty just tons of dust. You should get a, a Roomba or a robot vacuum. I, I've always wanted one. I Honestly. can't believe you guys don't have one. Yeah, we like, don't have one. For all the, like, you know, having kids around, like, crumbs are inevitable, for you sure. know? It could save I've got you some... A, I've got a Dyson, man. Oh, true. And I love the Oh, Dyson. I've used your... I love the Dyson. I've used your thing. Yeah, that's like a... Your vacuum is like a Jetsons vacuum. It's like from the future still, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, Dyson, they, they know what's up. I love their, like, they have some really cool, like, the Airblade fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. I don't love the public hand dryers where you... You do this number, right? right. You, and then you pull your. Wait, why don't you like that? Because people put their dirty hands in there, and you have to do this balancing act. It's almost like you're playing the game Operation. Operation. Wow, <laughs> we're clicking, and that feels good. It's like you're playing Operation. You can't touch either side, right? You've got like a one inch margin, so. and the wind's blowing. And that's you're what like, I'm saying. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2012 is saying world leaders begin secret preparations for the survival of select members of society when the global catalysm, ca- mm, I don't know that word, huh? Finally occurs. Failed writer Jackson Curtis tries to lead his family to safety as the world starts falling apart. Got to watch it. Got to watch it, and I got to find that word as well. And so that's what this room felt like. That's what the studio felt like when I walked into it a couple hours ago. Um, love the Roomba though. For all the negatives that I might say about it over the course of this podcast, it's a it's a blessing far more than it's a curse. Yeah, that's good. It, I need yeah, to try. Worthwhile investment for sure. Um, did you notice my shirt, Jordan? I did. So this is a clothing brand, Prodigal, and they they released um, a couple of collections just this summer. One is called Surf, and I think one's called Friends and Family. But when I moved to Nashville. Um, I met one of the most creative people I've ever met. His name's Alex McKee. And yeah, just a creative guy. His style is on point. Just re- yeah, really solid, engaging. And I was just like, this guy's a winner. So we became friends. And pretty shortly after, he started a clothing line called Prodigal. And yeah, he started it here in Nashville. And he has since moved his HQ to Orlando, Florida, which love Orlando, love the theme parks. Um, in fact, Universal right now, Universal Studios, if you buy two days of admission, you get two days free. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, it's, I mean, it's still probably a tremendous amount of money. Anyway, Alex, you should check that out. Um, you probably already know about it. You probably hold a season pass. Anyway, Alex is now in Orlando, Florida. And, yeah, he's operating this really creative boutique clothing company called Prodigal. And they have sick designs. And it's all affordable stuff. So, high quality, good value. And... I really believe in Alex and, and his team. So thanks, Alex, for the stuff. I will continue to wear it. And just like I have before this podcast, you know, 
I, I have many pieces of prodigal merch in my closet. So love you, believe in your stuff. And guys, if you haven't checked them out yet, check it out. Um, I yet again had a pizza for dinner today. And this time I made the wise decision of not getting pepper flakes because I was actually able to get that one out that I mentioned, I believe in episode two. Um, with my Amazon dental tools. And that's not an exaggeration or a lie. I actually did that. And so Jordan, while I was eating this pizza tonight, I realized I got cheese pizza, which I know is your go-to. You love. love. And so um, I got a cheese pizza and I was sitting there thinking like, yeah, so this is what I wanted to do today. And that's out of my normal routine. Usually I get pepperoni or pepperoni, banana pepper. But I was like, I realized I never have to consult any with anyone else what I get on my pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like I sure I don't have like a girlfriend or a wife around where I'm like, hey babe, what do you want on your pizza? Like I only have to, I only do things that I want to do. You know, I only eat what I want to eat and I only spend time how I want to spend time. And I got to start I got to to feeling kind of like a bit like selfish, you know? Even though like I'm not accountable to anybody else right now, but I don't want to get too comfortable. Like not answering to anybody, you know, sure. not being accountable to anybody. You got to kind of do it while you can though, you know? And Yeah, fair, fair. But I'm, I was thinking about that. Like someday, dude, someday I'll have to do stuff that I don't want to do. Sure. If you can imagine that, I'll have to go to like, yeah, I don't even want to give examples. Like yeah. I'll have to go see her family and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably we'll have a cool family. Yeah, um, for but sure. yeah, it's just, I kind of came to that moment earlier. Dude, I always thought that cheese pizza was like just for kids. Same. Like, oh, if you order just cheese pizza, you're six. But. Yeah, grow up. I've come to notice that like if you get a cheese pizza, that's like I think how like pizza was intended to be had. Really? You know? Like for me, it's like, oh, I'm an adult. I should get meat lovers with extra bacon and <laughs> onions. Yeah. And, you know? But yeah. yeah, no. I mean, cheese pizza rocks. Yeah, no, it's true. I used to think that too, like grow up. And then, um, yeah, actually you're, you've kind of been a gateway and I know you've been influenced by like, say Portnoy from Barstool, right? Yeah, true. Big yeah. pizza guy. Yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, he, he is the ultimate pizza connoisseur and he's like a cheese guy, loyal to cheese. Yeah. He said, that's what it like, that's what it should be based on. Your score should be based on just cheese, bread, sauce. Isn't that cool? I respect that because yeah. The more stuff you add, the more you can take away from really the critical, like the sauce has to be great. Yeah. You have to have great sauce. Yeah. You have to have great dough. You have to have great cheese. Yeah. yeah. And then you can church it up with other, stu- other stuff, but that's not, right. that's not pizza how God intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, you know, I'll just be like operating about my day or night, just doing whatever. And I'll think that's something I want to share on the podcast. And this is something that came to me just the other night. I've been finding that when I go to sleep at night and I'm kind of like establishing my warm spot and where I want to be in my positioning and, you know, how many pillows I want around that night, whatever. Everybody does that when they settle in. But when I'm settling in, I've also noticed myself starting to rub my feet together. Yeah. Something about that is very relaxing. It's the back of the feet. You do kind of like this number. Yeah. I've been told I do that and I didn't know I was doing it. Just you know? doing it subconscious like, hey, while you're sleeping. Noise? <laughs> Shut up. And I'm like, what? You, oh. You rubbing your hands together, just scheming. 
What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Can't wait for stuff. Can't wait to wake up. What? So you're doing that in your sleep? Like the feet, I mean? It's it's just, yeah, it happens naturally. Like I don't, I don't know. think it's while I'm sleeping. I think it's as I'm falling asleep. I don't know how to, I, I can't explain why it's so relaxing, but it is. It feels really nice. Yeah. Leg stretcher Leg at the stre- same time. Like yeah. All happening simultaneously. It is. There's a lot of sensation, a lot of uh, tactile sensation happening. Um, oh, I want to go into our first segment again. What have I been watching? Nothing new this week, but I have been watching more of The Office, which this hat is a reference uh, from that wonderful show. DM does GB. Dunder Mifflin does Gettysburg. It's the episode where... And have you seen this? I know you're still just kind of working your way through it. No, I haven't. You haven't seen that episode? No. Andy is the manager. Spoiler alert. It's after Michael leaves, and he takes everybody to Gettysburg, and he's trying to like explain how... How like say like sales paper sales is like war. <laughs> it's incredibly stupid, and he's like, yeah, he just he, he gives a guided tour, and it's just like miles long. It's a hot summer day, and then um, yeah, Jim has like a, a quote where he's like, you know, and, and and sales is nothing like war, and I'm also pretty sure that DM does GB means something entirely separate from what. <laughs> Uh, Andy intends or whatever, but anyway, I got this cool hat. After I watched that episode earlier this week, I got this sweet hat. I know it's not that sweet. It's, it was four dollars, so it wasn't in too many, too much currency on that one. But I just enjoy the hat, and I enjoy the office. I pretty much have it running all the time. Um, there are a couple shows I want to watch. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but I'm going to get back to you on that uh, for our next time, our next segment on this. So that's all for what have I been watching. Hair's good. Oh yeah. Would you tell me if it looked whack after I took a hat off? For sure. What should I do anything with it right now? Give it a good swipe. This to this way. Yeah. That's this is my natural, natural part. Yeah. You know it's crazy. I um. Is this good? Yeah. It's crazy. When I had the longer hair, I was always going left to right. Always, 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 always. I'm left to right. Yeah, but my when I buzzed my hair over COVID, it started growing back. I, I have a clear part this way. No I'm kidding. Yeah, like a little um colic. Huh. Cowlick. Cowlick. It's like cowlick. I think it is cowlick, right? Because cowlick pertain- to say it like that. Yeah, because cowlick pertains to like babies crying. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah. I was cowlicky. Were you? Yeah, I was vocal, highly vocal. I they should say, have my mom on here. Sometimes. They say she that cowlicky like babies are just like very strong-willed and things like this. So maybe and stout-hearted. Stout-hearted. Yeah. A word of the day. Yeah. From me. Yeah. Jordan sent me that earlier this week. Uh, word of the day: stout-hearted. It meant... Um, Courageous or determined. And if, if if there's one person who personifies that... Let me say it. If there's one person who personifies it, it's you. Wow. You didn't have to say that, and, you, and yet you did, so I appreciate that. <laughs> That's true. Weller foolproof on the shelf right here. It's good juice. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Oh! been getting Comcast calls like weekly for the past couple of months and it I swear their number changes so I block one and another pops up different area code whatever Comcast cuz I subscribe or I have their Xfinity cable internet 
and they'll always call me and be like, they'll catch me. I'm thinking it's somebody else or like, I don't know. I, I don't, because their number keeps changing, I'll block one and then I'll pick up another call. It's from, oh, this one's from South Carolina. Let's see what they're saying. And it's like, hey, it's Comcast. Uh, we just want to let you know we can lower your bill. And then right there, they've got me. And so anyway, what they do is if you lock on, like if you lock into another year of service with them, they'll lower your contract or like monthly price or whatever. And I've done that like three times. I've done it like two or three times, probably three. And so now I feel like I'm locked in with them for like three and a half years as what? it stands right now. They own me. How, how like, Comcast owns me. Yeah. Like what is the time frame between these calls? Like, yeah, I mean, they'll I, get me in on a new, uh, like promotion. They'll lower my bill by like $5 or less. And for some reason, I've been foolish enough to be like, yeah, that's oh, just for another year of like being locked in with you guys. And if I break the contract, it's like 500 bucks. Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. Um, and then it just extends a year. <laughs> so this is my life now. It's a part of me. You're here. <laughs> I'm here. Um, but I do try to cut costs there, you know. I don't want to pay an exorbitant amount of, of money for um, for internet. For sure. Especially my internet isn't even fast. I swear I have the fastest package, but it's still like, yeah, my Wi-Fi is shot for no reason. I have all really good gear too. I'm just cursed that way. Um, I don't want to feel too bad for That's myself. crazy. Though. Dude, Monica and I have thought about, because we have cable and internet, we have thought Respect. about getting rid of cable and just having the internet because we... Always, I mean, very because you're millennials with hockey. That's what we do. I, I watch hockey. I watch golf live on TV. Yeah, which I can find elsewhere, like yeah. streaming wise. You know, I called them Xfinity, Comcast, I think. Yeah, Xfinity to cancel my cable. What were they saying? It was more expensive for my internet if I canceled my cable. So the combined package is less expensive than just the internet. You should is. work for Comcast because this is what they tell me on the phone. Oh, you know, we can give you digital voice and TV and cable and a new car and all this stuff. And it'll be cheaper than your... Yeah. I have voice and I told them not to ship me the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. I said, don't ship me the phone. I don't have a phone jack. It would be tight to have a landline though. Just to have. Maybe. For telemarketers. (laughs) I got a call today and it said political call. Like the iPhone said instead of like spam risk or whatever, or the phone number itself, it said political call. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, dang, you guys are getting savvy. Like, Did you answer? No. no. <laughs> Jinx. Um, but no, I am trying to be cost conscious and how much I'm spending. And for that reason, I was about to say, and for that reason, I'm out. Um, this isn't Shark Tank. For that reason, I have not purchased coffee, a cup of coffee from a coffee shop in, well, since February. And that's not an exaggeration. I have been, because man, like... We, I mentioned in the past on a past episode, like I was going to coffee shops all the time, uh, like to work for a couple hours a day here or there. And here in these sweet, like boutique coffee shops here in Nashville, which they're all really good and they serve great coffee, but like you're spending like eight bucks on a cup of coffee and who only drinks one. So you're getting two and then you're going to stay long enough that you're going to want a snack. And so before long, you're creeping up near 30 bucks. Sure. With and you, tip and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. So you're you're creeping up near thirty bucks once or twice a week. You do that math on the year, it's a lot of coin. Yeah. It's a lot of coin. And so I took it upon myself 
to uh, develop this wonderful cold brew. It's beautiful. And it, I, I went through some testing. Um, yeah, I went through some some mad testing. I had like beakers and flasks and vials and a little chemistry set up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet though. A little glass coil condenser and <laughs> lab coat. Um, no, I didn't. But I did consult with... Um, with a good friend of mine who is like just an absolute expert, Amy Daig. She's the, she's the, um, she's the roast master, I believe at, um, Espresso Alivado. Yeah. yeah. Espresso Alivado. She rocks, Michigan. dude. She's great. Um, she said, Drew, you know what the secret is? It's a 24 hour steep. You need to steep for 24 hours if you're doing cold brew. I said, huh? Okay. Cause that's not what I've been reading. 12 to 16 is what everybody says. Um, but yeah, this stuff is so good. So I'm saying the stuff that I'm making at home. I just do Starbucks, Pike Placed, Grounds. Steep it for 24. Highly concentrated. Might dilute it with a little bit of water when I'm actually serving up the cold brew itself. Dash of Italian sweet cream, Kroger brand. Yeah. And here we go. Three cups of that per day, please. Dude, there's a little bit of a like a pride thing. When, when you're when you're able to dial in a cold brew or a coffee that you like as opposed to going and paying eight bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Even if like you've invested all of this time and energy and, and money into the coffee itself, like having that dialed in, like this is what I know I can wake up to tomorrow morning Yep. for, I guess, no cost, you know, yeah. like you've invested in the coffee and all the stuff, but like, like you're not paying for the coffee. Every yeah, time. absolutely. No. It, and it's not the best cup of cold brew in the city for sure. I know that, but the value and the cost effectiveness yeah. and that's, you like it and I love it. Yeah. Like I go to bed, like I can't wait, like thinking this to myself while I'm rubbing my feet together. I cannot (laughs) wait to wake up tomorrow morning. Oh, just have that beautiful cup of cold brew. Yeah, dude. Want to know a confession? This is a secret I haven't told anyone. I don't brush my teeth in the morning until after I have that cup. Really? Yeah. Dang. That's okay. Judge Maybe me. that's normal. Judge I'm not me. Judging, I, no, dude. no, no. I, I, I dare anyone listening to this to judge me on that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds gross, but it's not like I'm, I'm not t- interfacing with anybody. You know? Right. Yeah. It's just me. Like, some people like to wake up, have breakfast, and then br- you know, yeah. shower, brush their teeth. Is that what you do? No. Come on. The second You're I wake up, I'm judged. in the shower. Oh, fair. Within, within. 25 seconds. I love your shower. Remember Thank when you. I took a shower there on Thanksgiving? Yep. You remember that? I do. You brought had, your gym bag? I did. <laughs> Here's the story about that. On Thanksgiving, I had my brother, his wife, Heather, um, and my two nephews. So a family of four come stay with me at my house pre- previous to this house. And it was tiny. Two bedroom, one bathroom. Probably like 700 square feet. And that's not an exaggeration. It was tiny. And woke up on Thanksgiving morning because they're, they're a family with kids. So they wake up at like 5 a.m. They're, they're, they're like eating their second meal of the day by like 10, 1030 a.m. So I wake up in the morning. They've already been active. And Greg and I step out of the, my bedroom going like this. And Greg's like, my brother Greg's like, Hey, good morning, Drew. Hey, man, I clogged your toilet, so uh, I kind of flooded the bathroom a little bit. It's no problem. I'm if I could just get your car keys, I'm just gonna go up to the the store and buy a plunger. I didn't have a plunger, <laughs> and I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. And so 
I texted Jordan. I was like, Jordan, I've got an emergency. I need to, I need to shower. And my bathroom's flooded because my brother, I've lived in that house for like six months prior to them coming to town. Never had an issue with the toilet. <laughs> I'm putting my brother on blast now. He's going to be ticked off. I'm sorry, Greg. Um, honestly, it could have happened to anybody, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, probably yeah. just the wrong person, the right person at the right time, whatever. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. Talk about the wrong place, place at, at the, the wrong, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb and dumber, right? Yeah. When he's eating the... Oh, that's when they put the chilies on his... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, I, I came over to your house. That shower was awesome. It's a good shower, man. I needed that time too. Yeah, it's a good shower. Drop my little agenda. Um, I wanted to talk about that, but I've been getting frugal when it comes to the coffee stuff and, you know, trying to cut my cable bill all over. Like, I'm just trying to be fiscally conservative, financially. No, fiscally. I'm fine with that. I learned that frugality, frugalness from my grandma. She actually taught me the word frugal. (laughs) She's got an exceptional vocabulary, but... In addition to the vocabulary, she's also very actually frugal. She's cheap in real life. And I lived with my grandma for about 10 months back in, uh, I think it was 2014, before I purchased my first home. I lived with her because she lived right by my office where I was working. And she would li- she let me live there rent-free, just pay her electric bill, which was like $40 a month. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. Because, again, she is she's frugal and really keeps things tight. So I remembered this story that I wanted to share when, let's see. So while I was living there, my cousin David graduated from Eastern Michigan University, actually where I went as well. He had a degree in like IT, information technology, systems, networking, nerd. Um, But he, uh, (laughs) David, if you're listening, you're a star, man. You actually are a star and I admire you in a lot of ways. I was about to say, but not in that one. For some reason, <laughs> why do I need to end on a roast? I'm just kidding. That's a great degree. You make more money than I do, I'm sure. Um, so he had a graduation party. My grandma threw it for him. She's like, sure, I'll have it catered and everything. <clears throat> she had meatballs and chicken breasts and biscuits, and that was probably it. Some Bill Knapp's chocolate cake. She still buys for every birthday. She gets Bill Knapp's chocolate cake, which that's a restaurant chain. I don't know if that was a nationwide restaurant chain, but it was f- specifically for old people. Sure. Do you, do you remember like going the, there ever? Yeah, it was like the like uh, different. It, it was the comparable Denny's, right? Like it was like Denny's, but just a little. It was worse. a little. No, no, I thought it was classed up a bit. You think so? Yeah, I used to get their house sirloin. Would go there with my uh, my grandpa when I got good, like for grades, report card dinner. <laughs> Be like, dude, <laughs> Bill Knapps is one of the places I would go for report card dinners. You know what was also? I want to get back to the. Bill Knapp's chocolate cake. But you know what also was a, like for special occasions in my family, you know where we would go? Red Red Lobster. Really? That was like the place. No kidding. We didn't know about prime steakhouses or even like Jay Alexander's or anything like this. It was like, we're pack up the Windstar. We're heading to Red Lobster, Cheddar Bay Biscuits all day. Let's go. Dude, yeah. I used to think that was like the pinnacle of class and like. Andy's Mints. Yeah. With the check. Yeah. And it still slams. I mean, I've been to Red Lobster in recent day, like in the past year or two. Still great. The Cheddar Bay Biscuits will not be touched by any, by Olive Garden, by... I agree. 
Um, I think like Texas Roadhouse or something like this has yeah. like Logan's Roadhouse. They have like that bread. None of the free bread can touch the cheddar bait biscuit. It's good. And I'll take that. That will stay with me for the rest of my life. I will never be swayed from that. Yeah, it's good. So my grandma got the chocolate cake and everything for my cousin David's graduation party. Cool. Have a runny nose for no reason. This is sweet. But I'm good now. Um, For cousin David's graduation party. And so I'm living with her at this time. And I get home from work, you know. So let me fast forward. Several months pass and I get home from work one day. Say four months pass. I'm like, Grandma, why is there a, why is there a, a hammer and chisel on the kitchen counter when I got home from work? <laughs> She's like, oh, Andrew, you remember David's graduation party back in, say, May? Yeah, I do. She's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed in the freezer, but I still have that bag of meatballs left over from the graduation party. And every day for lunch and dinner, I'll just chisel off three or four meatballs. And that's how I've been living for the past four months. Oh, dude. <laughs> so grandma lived off frozen meatballs for quite a while. Um, with a hammer and a chisel. With a hammer and a chisel. Could you just picture like an old older lady doing that? Just like pulling out a bag of, and then just like Da Vinci, just sculpting, <laughs> shaving off a couple. <laughs> She's got a tool pouch that she wears around her waist. <laughs> Time for lunch. Have you ever seen somebody who um, like... Like is sculpting ice, for example, all the yeah. shavings and everything. That's what I'm picturing as she's Just meat flying yes, by her ear. Has like drills and like <laughs> wearing like a full apron and goggles and stuff. Oh, Just, for Just for lunch. Just for lunch. And then she still has to do it at dinner time too. Um But yeah, I mean she um like for example, her frugality extends to this as well. Like I remember her telling me one time, I forgot what we were talking about, but I remember her saying it like, yeah, for both the upstairs stairs and the basement stairs, um, there's 12 steps per staircase. I'm like, like, do you know how many stairs are in your house, for example? 17. Okay. Well, it's not for the same reason that my grandma knows. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> she knows because if she wakes up in the middle of the night, rather than turning on a light bulb and using some energy, which is going to cost maybe one cent. She just counts the steps, walks down, holds the rail, and just counts the steps. One, two, eight, nine, 11, 12. Okay, I'm on the ground now. And I can just operate my, whatever my errand was, you know, like downstairs or whatever. Um, In the dark. Errand to get a glass of water or something or whatever. Go to the bathroom. I don't know. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is a great one, in fact. So years ago, I don't know, maybe five or six, seven years ago, uh, when my grandpa passed away at his funeral, um, and Jordan, actually, you were there and you stopped through, and we'll touch on that as well. And I can't wait to actually, because um, I was crying with laughter. But at the funeral, you know, we're in kind of like this family holding room. It's almost like a green room, like like we were a band and we were about to go out on stage and just <laughs> smash a set. Just <laughs> good night. We've been the Stoutenberg slash Demarus. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's on planning center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, we're in this like family, you know, I don't know, welcome room, hospitality room. And my mom's like, hey, uh, Drew, will you just put out the food here? She gives me all the stuff, plasticware, food, napkins, whatever. And I'm like, sure. Sure thing. <laughs> sure. Th-. And I said, sure, th- mom. 
I said, sure. And I noticed as I'm unpacking all this stuff, I'm like, why does the plasticware bag, that's the bag that all the plasticware is in, why is the corner cut off and like scotch taped? I'm like, that's interesting. Mom, do you know why? She's like, no, I don't know. Um, I was like, okay. So I, whatever, put it all out. And then later on, I start getting hungry. So I'm going around grabbing a couple deli meats, grabbing some cheese cubes, all these kinds of things. And I pick up a fork to, you know, administer food into my mouth. <laughs> Why phrase it that way? And as I'm doing that, I take a bite and I pull the fork out and I'm like, why is there chocolate, dried chocolate icing on this? That's, that's interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. I'm like, mom, who brought the plasticware? She's like, um, yeah, I, I think your grandma did. I was like, boom, here we go. So I confront grandma on it. Turns out that's plasticware that's been used before that she washed. And I am willing to bet that that chocolate frosting on that fork was Bill Knapp's chocolate <laughs> cake frosting. I, I'm convinced. I actually think that. Would it be that far off? No, given her track record of frugality. So she didn't get the meatball fork. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's kind of a savory bite. That was interesting. So at that funeral, unrelated to grandma, uh, Jordan and one of our very best friends, Joel, uh, came to support me and the family. It was really nice, and I'll never, I'll never forget that. So thanks again. Tough day, but we were able to laugh, which we always laugh when we're together. But this time we laughed for unforeseen reasons. So they come to see me, and they're going to go golfing after, but they're in you know nice suits. They look dapper as heck. Joel comes in, and I'm like, Joel, thank you so much for being here, bro. I just appreciate it. He's like, yeah, you know, we, we really wanted to be here for you and the family, and yeah, sorry for your loss. And it's no problem. You know, Grandpa had a good life. Okay, cool. So we catch up. Jordan, hey, man, good to see you. Pop, pop, pop. Do the little, three little pats. And I'm like, hey, man, thank you so much. <laughs> Why do you, do you, do you smell like gas? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I was I was hoping you wouldn't notice, but I was at the gas station earlier filling up the truck, and the shutoff valve on the handle, um, like it didn't work, so it just it the gas like exploded on me. Well, it didn't like combust, but like it flew out and covered him in a suit. Yeah, it was <laughs> in, <laughs> in a nice suit. I was like, in actual gasoline. Joel, one second, man. I just have to stop and get some gas real quick. <laughs> Dude, I get it. It just literally splashed onto my suit. So, so was it that? It was that, right? So it was filling up and it, it didn't shut, shut off. Yeah. Didn't do a little handle pop out. Right. And so it just... Instead, I was just standing there looking off in the distance when I felt a like, wave man, I of wonder, gasoline. I wonder how Drew's doing, man. Suddenly just... <laughs> man, it's such a sad day. <laughs> onto my knee. Oh, so Jordan comes to the funeral soaked in gasoline, but bless his heart. I mean, just a sweet, sweet guy still going to be there, you know, like, so that still went a long way with me too. But then throughout the the, the course of the afternoon, I'm watching Jordan like talk with <laughs> voice crack, but talk with family members and like meet family members. And I can see them from afar. Like I'm watching their dialogue and I can see the moment that all of them are like, yeah, nice to meet you, Drew. In their in their mind, the commentary is like, "Why does this dude smell like gas?" 
<laughs> Dude, I was walking around like very strategically trying to avoid candles and stuff. Avoid any open flames. <laughs> Jordan walks by the candle and burst into flames. <laughs> 67 people are dead at a funeral after a spontaneous combustion of a... Yeah, no, but we were... I remember when you came, dude, we were crying, I, yeah. which I needed that day, quite frankly. I mean, it was a sad day, but again, Grandpa had a full life, you know. Um, my grandma, who is... She's my only living grandparent. She's even had a full life, you know, so it'll be really sad someday when she does, you know, go transfer into eternity, I guess, but... Um, yeah, even so, I love her and her frugality, and she's great. Love our seniors, like we said in episode three. Yep. Jordan, what are your grandparents' names? Do you know Ar- offhand? Arbadella. What? Mom's what, mom. What's the like? The, what's the ethnic origin of that name? Do you know? Like, Wish I knew. Yeah. I'm not good with that, man. No, no, no. Okay. Well, maybe she was like Italian or something, and yeah, it's an I Italian traditional. I didn't. Arbadella. Arbadella. Um, and then dad's side is uh, Ernie and Joanne. Word. Those are your three living grandparents? Yeah. Must be nice? nice, bro. Isn't that nice? You're a little younger than me, though, so it makes sense that yeah. you have more living grandparents. Two years younger. I've known two for a combined four years, so. <laughs> well, thank goodness for, like, family reconciliation and stuff, you know? Um both my grand grandmothers are named Pat, so that's cool. <laughs> Good ladies. Really? Actual, yeah. Patricia. Pat- Patricia's, yeah. No kidding. Patricia De Blasi and uh, Patricia Bringard. Bringard's in heaven. Um, De Blasi, she remarried to William De Blasi, but she was Demarest, so that's my mom's maiden name. Um, cool info. Speaking of that, speaking of my mom. When I was growing up, I realized this the other day. I was never made to wear a bike helmet. I never wore a bike helmet. I noticed this recently that I was thinking about this. Okay, if I, you know, seeing like families out and about, we I have a really like young neighborhood, a lot of young families and stuff. And I see families out for bike rides and stuff. And when I see kids wearing helmets, I'm like, yeah, of course. If I had kids today, I'd be like, strap the helmet on and then you can go ride. Yeah. You know, whatever. But I realized the other day when I was a kid i didn't even own a bike helmet did you did you ever or, or were you required to wear helmets or anything so no uh no i wasn't required to wear one i had one i wasn't like an active skateboarder so like oh, if i went to a skate park or something and they required it had to have one vans yeah van skate park vans modern livonia skate park respect all these all these you know hat you had to have one but rightfully so other than that i never wore it now with jude Getting on his tricycle or like a scooter, yeah. I'm like, dude, you better put your helmet on. Get the ink, get the uh, the the wrist guards, the elbow pads, the knee. That's For what sure. I'm thinking. We also live in a society now where if you don't have that stuff, you're judged. You're like, heavily by other judged. Parents, true, you true, know? true. Yeah. So that that probably plays into it as well. But I remember learning how to ride a bike. I remember like that moment where I was like starting to like I where I was like. I just realized I don't have training wheels on this and I am sustaining this. I'm good, you know? Yeah. And didn't have a helmet. was probably five. Does five sound about right for that? Yeah. Yeah, five right? is right. Five yeah. For, for no training wheels or anything? Yeah, I would say five. Um, I was actually at Chris Hanstead's house. 
Shout we out Chris. We love him, man. We love he him. He subscribes to the podcast. Appreciate you, bro. Um, yeah, but kind of just like that rogue. Well, if you get if you fall and scrape your knee, or if you fall and hit your head, you'll be fine. You know that that's like family culture. That's Stoutenberg family culture. You know. Yeah. Um, another Stoutenberg family culture thing is like this this pride in being really good at driving, <laughs> like being good at driving and t- and priding yourself and getting somewhere like safely and comfortably and you know never having to touch the brake. That's a big thing. Like road trips, for example maximum efficiency and comfort and if you deviate from that though in the stoutenberg family it's dad's gonna be pissed sure if we're going up north and you want to if we're taking a four-hour road trip and you want to stop twice it's gonna be a problem sure you know what i'm saying yeah and i feel like some of that has been ingrained into me oh for for no reason like when i drive to michigan it's an eight-hour drive right when i drive to michigan from nashville eight-hour drive and I feel for some reason like I need to shave off a half hour off of the ETA, even if I have no no reason, like I have nothing right. to do there. It's a game, man. It's, it's a, a game. game. And it's maddening too. Like yeah. I'll be driving and if I see a minute get added onto the ETA, I'm mad. Sure. And I'm stepping on the gas. Yeah. Even though I cruise usually at like 78 because I came to the realization that if you're taking a road trip, there's no difference in... 78 versus 82 or 85 you know like there is some difference but ultimately it's going to be the 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 risk of getting a ticket for 100 or 200 bucks isn't worth getting there 10 minutes ahead of time for example right you know what i'm saying yeah but i don't know if that's a midwest thing that's or if it's just like a baby boomer thing like that our parents generation really like stuck to their their uh like pride on being awesome at driving or if it's a detroit area thing because we're the you know, Motor City, birthplace of. Do you think it could innovation. be like an alpha male thing too? Yeah, like, true. Do you think that like, like maybe women just don't care? But like, like yeah, maybe like if I'm. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. We used to take a summer trip every year from Michigan to Texas. My dad would not stop. That's what is that? I'm gonna guess 22 hours. Yeah, I think it's like 21 hours. Is it actually Detroit to Dallas? That was a total shot from the hip, yeah. and that feels good. Um, so like, if you're looking at it like that, like, I mean, dude, you're driving for, uh, yeah, a a full day, 21 seems actually, I thought it was 21, but it might be like in the 16, 17 range actually, come to think of it, but no stopping. Why? With with the exception of obviously bathroom gas, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. When I go from Michigan to, I'm sorry, when I go from Nashville to Michigan, I'm stopping after the bridge of Cincinnati. And that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I've seen that painted on the side. <laughs> Getting gas. It's like a photo op. They have a photo pull off. The like it's a Cincinnati. Take a photo near the bridge of Cincinnati. TM. <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe it's that's... just a matter of wanting to get it over with as soon as possible. You know that maybe that's, yeah, that's a part a of it point. too. But even so, I don't need to be breaking my back or safety or getting a freaking kidney stone from not going to the bathroom, yeah, right. you know? Almost um, like you want to impress the the person on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I got here so quick. Yeah. Yeah, so. I always do that, though. I, I do remember, like, when I'm leaving the driveway, I always remember, like, okay, I just pulled out of the driveway at 8.49 a.m., and, you know, that's going to be my benchmark from there, you know. And then when I pull into, you know, my mom's house, I'll be like, yeah, mom, I actually got here. I shaved off about 22 minutes, so. <laughs> 
She's like, cool, glad you're here. That's it, you know. It's like, Bill wow, Naps you... cake? Yeah. That's a Bill Knapp's cake and some frozen meatballs. Your grandma's actually over here. Brought dinner. Grandma's like, Andrew, you remember David's graduation party from six years ago? Anyway, that's all I got for you today, guys. But um, thank you for, for listening and for watching. Listen, if you like what we're doing here and you like these podcasts and you think family or friends might also like it, please share in however whatever means you you feel appropriate, whether it's text or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, but as always, thank you for listening to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. See ya. Last but not least, you guys got to check out Dickies when you get a chance.